Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And this is Pastor Gant. We're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. And and we're going to be doing part two of uh, the show that we did a week or so ago, uh, talking about coronavirus and how it's affecting our, our inmates in the prison system. And I, I have one of my guest callers that's on the line right now. Caller, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, and and tell us your story, please? Yes, my name is Lakeisha McMullen. I'm Cantrell Eddie's sister. My brother passed away at Dawes State Prison of COVID-19, where he didn't receive no help at all. Go, go ahead. My brother was sick at Dawes State Prison for like three weeks until he finally got went to medical on August the 6th, 2020. And they rushed him to the hospital 2020, August the 7th. And my brother passed away on August the 17th. The warden didn't call us. He didn't let us know that my brother was in the hospital. I had to call them. They never checked, told us that there was no information. The hospital would not talk to us. They said we had to call the prison and ask the warden what was going on with my brother. And when I called the warden, they never returned my phone calls. I called every day. I called like 20, 30 times a day. And they always told me the woman was going to call me back, but he never did. I'm still waiting on my brother's belongings. They still haven't sent them to us. They won't mm-hmm. answer my phone. They won't return the phone calls. I'm still calling every day, every day. And the mm-hmm. hospital won't even call me back. They said they were going to call me back, but the doctor can call me and let me know what really happened to my brother. But I still haven't gotten a response or nothing. And 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 just to let the people know that you know the 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 studies show that you know the COVID virus you know is is you know is more is more active inside of the prison system because that's a that's a closed environment. So and and because some of the symptoms are sort of like flu-like symptoms, sort of like like you know, close to the common cold, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't know uh, that they have the virus. Hold on, just a second. We have a call on the line. Hold on, one second. All right, all right, Bert Yusher, are you on the line with us? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Uh, okay. Now, now, am I saying your name right, Leticia? Yes, sir. I, I, okay, okay, because I was I was I was saying it the uh, I was saying it the the wrong way the last time. 
Okay. So, so, uh, Bryasha, she was just telling us a story about what happened to her brother. Her brother's name is, is uh, Toby, and what happened to him inside of the, of the prison system. And, and, uh, and, 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 and today we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, go a little bit more in depth into, you know, the problem that we're facing in our prison system. And, uh, and we wanted to talk about Toby. We want to talk about his story. So, uh, uh, I'm going to read a scripture to you out of the, uh, out of the book of Psalms, the 19th chapter. And this is very familiar scripture, but, uh, but I'm going to share it with you coming out of Psalms 119, uh, verse 105. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgment. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. You know, what we're trying to do right now, y'all, we're trying to bring the light. We're trying to bring the light on a on a bad situation right here. You know, if you know the people in the prison system, they, they, they say that they don't have constitutional rights, but they do have the rights, you know, against cruel and indecent and indecent punishment. They got they have rights as as being as being prisoners. They they they, they are supposed to be Afforded, you know, proper medical care, and they're supposed to be fed. They're supposed to, they're supposed to be in any unsafe conditions. And so we want to expose this today. And uh, and I have a young lady that's on the line. Do you have any other of your family members on the line that's with you? Anybody else that we need to introduce before we get into the subject? Okay. Now you're coming in broken. It's a lot of static. Do you have it on speakerphone? No, I don't. Okay. All right. Well, we're picking up a lot of distortion in the background. Do you have Do you have anybody else on the line with you? That's Cantrell. Ed. That's my brother, um, kid, mother. Boo, you probably have to mute your phone. She on three-way with me. Okay. Okay. They're his kid's mother, his son's mother. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. All right, Brother Yesha, would you uh would you pray us in, bro? Would you give us a prayer and pray us in? Hallelujah. Father in heaven, name we say your kingdom come will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Give today as the influences of your law. We forgive those who transgress your law against us, lead us not to any temptation, deliver us to you. Your kingdom, the power, the glory for every day. Father, we thank you for today. You could you bless us, you keep us, you give us your truth, you put us away. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and all you're going to continue to do. But you said that you did that, that you that, that you will fight our battles for you. And we depend on you. We're going to make our steps to move forward to make the fight. But we're going to expect you to do what you do because you stand on your word. And you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man who's got to repent for nothing. We thank you and we love you for today's call. We pray that it be a blessing as we move forward and getting justice that you say we deserve. Because vengeance is yours, says God, and you shall repay. And you've got a man to keep your line, and you a man that you shall repay. We thank you and we love you in the message of Yeshua, who's called Jesus' name. We pray, Yah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So can I read a scripture for you real quick to go with this exact thing we talk about, sir? Go ahead. The book of Isaiah. Or Yeshiyahu, the book of Isaiah 42 and 22. And uh, King James reads it, but I'm going to read a, read a, a literal language, a plain English version. It says, but this is a robbed and plundered people. All of them are snared in holes. Mm. They are hidden in prisons. They have become mm. a prey. And no one delivers. And a spoil. And no one says, restore them. So, really quickly, I believe that, that scripture is talking about us as the people. Because we're the ones who's robbed at all times. We invented the car, we invented the train, we invented the PlayStation, we invented the Internet, yet we don't own it at this moment. We plundered everywhere we go, every neighborhood that we live in. There's all these other foreigners who can't stand us, but their business is here. When this country was dying, we weren't playing any sport games, and the country was dying. We, we're spoiled to them. You create rules about drugs like marijuana, then throw a brother in prison for marijuana, but don't want to release the brother from prisons. That you put us in. You create these false and phony laws and you hide us in these prison cells. You harm us in these prison cells and you think that you can continue to do what you're doing and that karma is not going to come to your face. But I'm telling you that it's written that it has to come together. And there are things that we can do according to the same book. Because if you go to court, what do they use to throw you in the jail cell? What do they have on the, what does every witness got to put their hand on to get you in the, in the jail? They got to use the Bible to get you in there. They got to swear on their hand on a book to get you in the prison. I'm telling you, the book can get you out of prison. So that very same book has a constitution written with it, and that constitution is written with a bill of rights, and that bill of rights follows even men who are in prison. You go to prison, that does not mean you don't have rights anymore. That's right. That's right. So, so. So what we as a family need to do, instead of depending on every time there's a Trayvon Martin, every time there's a one of these, one of them, we go depending on these other people to find and read these rules that's connected to this Constitution, that's connected to this Bible, and expect them to do right. Well, we're the smartest people on the earth. I don't care who hears. If you see a movie called, um, it's a movie called uh, Spot Black Women Who Help uh, the Space. Astronauts get in the sky. They couldn't get it. They couldn't get in the space without these black women in the middle of a racist America. So what I'm trying to say is, is that there is ways for us to study the rules and regulations of this country, and force them by force to create justice for our family, because we don't have to be a victim. You created the system and said COVID is going on. Therefore, you are supposed to follow it with rules and regulations within them. So then when we create these things called affidavits, which are then notarized by a notary, and the notary is equal to a judge, and we send them three copies of that called an administrative process that they must answer. They must answer. They cannot not answer it because it's been sent by a notary. See, this is the rules that's connected to the Constitution, that's connected to the Bible. But when we don't know these rules, we've got to depend on these lying things called lawyers to do it after they steal half of the wealth from the family. So there's a ram in the bush for the families. There's a ram in the bush for the people who are going through these things. There's no okay. one smarter than you. We can do it. Okay. Let let us bring the uh, let us bring the let us bring uh, uh, the young lady in uh, that's on the line with us right now. Uh, 
you wanted to introduce you wanted to introduce his his girlfriend uh, to tell her story. Yes, Shamika. Mm-hmm. Shamika is Cantrell's son's mother. We have two boys by her, and this is his okay. queen. This is the one he was with before he was incarcerated. Before he got incarcerated. This is the one who was there when they came and locked them up for the possession of marijuana and the gang activity. And I ain't even know the bro- I ain't even know the brother charges. And they had them for possession of marijuana, yet they sell it in Oklahoma every day at a store. At a store. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Shalika Maine. Boo, you okay. can move. Uh, I'm with your phone and introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Shalika. I'm I'm Contreras' baby mother. Uh, we have two kids together. Um, I had been knowing Kentre before he um, got locked up, like, before he did his big, big. So um, when he got out, we had two kids. We had Kentrell Jr. and I came. So um, they had, um, I think it was 2000. May 2013, they had charged him with a marijuana charge. But the marijuana that they found, it wasn't on him or anything, in his possession or anything. He was just walking down the street. And the police, he was sitting way up the street, and he seen Contrail walk past it or whatever. He came, jumped out on Contrail, found the um, marijuana, but he let Contrail go. At the time, he let Contrail go, so, like, probably the next day or something. He came and he um, arrested Kentrell for possession of marijuana. So, is that because um, he was, that because he was in the area with other marijuana that they found on the ground. Yes, that's why he got locked up. That's why they tried to get him out this time for this time because the marijuana was on the ground and it was a drug infested area anyway. What what state is this in? Georgia. The law in Georgia is possession is nine-tenths of the law. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. (laughs) If it ain't on him, they can't charge him. So they they charged him, and they failed him in that process. Yes, and that's what he was locked up for this time. Something that was on the ground that wasn't even his, and they could not find any evidence or anything that that said that was his drug. And then they got him on the gang-related activity, gang-related, because we used to go around the neighborhood, clean up and stuff like that. And we used to have, like, everyone used to come to our house. So I guess by everyone being at our house, they called that gang-related. But the only thing Contreras tried to do was, you know, get everybody to join together. You know, we um, cleaned up the neighborhood. We'll walk around almost the whole grid from the south side to the east side to the west side. We walked and cleaned up. And he talked to every, I'm talking about everybody from each side, the Bloods, the Crips, he talked to everybody, trying to get them to join together, you know, like Man. no beef or anything like that. Well, that's that's a good character of a man. Well, let me tell you how they work. They already beat him and trumped him up on false charges. Now his case can be overturned while he was there, but the brother has been passed on. 
So we're going to work on getting that turned over. Right? Because he's right about that. But the key now is that they broke rules that they were supposed to establish to have him lose his life. So that is all a wonderful thing that we're going to put together. Now, you got two options here. You can trust someone who works for the courts. I don't know if you know this. Every lawyer signs a bar. Every lawyer works together. When they're in the middle, one could be a criminal defense, one could be working for the other one. They both have a lunch together. So you can trust that system to create some justice for you in the midst of this this brother passing. Or you can find the justice yourself by finding the rules they were supposed to apply Write affidavits. Y'all know when the police come and they say something happened, what they want you to write? An affidavit. If there was a problem with you and a husband or whoever, a spouse in the house, they can't do nothing without the what? Affidavit. Because an unrebutted affidavit stands as truth in court. I'm telling you that you need to now write letters. Pen is mighted in the sword. That's what they talk about. You're going to get a letter and you're going to say, hey, number one, these are the rules you were supposed to follow under prison rules, number one. Number two, these are the rules you're supposed to follow under COVID-19 rules, number two. Number three, here's the proof of the brother being positive of it, and you're not following them rules. Ain't nothing else for you to talk about to me. Now, this brother lost his life, and you endangered all the other lives in this building, in this facility. There is nothing to talk about. You are in damage. You have now something called damages in law. Number one, you got the rules you broke. Number two, you got damages. Only thing they should be talking to you about is what can we do to suffice to take care of the family because this brother has lost his life. Now, that's what a lawyer is going to do. Okay, okay. Those those are some of the legal stuff that we're going to look into on these cases because because we're going to get results. We're going to get results from this. Now, now I have my social worker that's here, Catherine Ellaby. And uh, I wanted her to give y'all some words of encouragement as to how how you all can get through this crisis as a family. Catherine? Yes. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the radio show. Um, I'm delighted to be here. I'm especially um, delighted that the family has once again reached out, you know, to tell their story of the what's happening in these prison systems. And I know that your brother and loved ones are not the only ones affected by this COVID-19 virus in the prison system. But what I want to do for the family is offer some assistance when it comes to writing um, the states and, you know, writing the prison system and just getting together, you know, a formality of, of letters you know, that you can start reaching out for the injustices that has been served to your family. Um, It's it's, it's not a hard thing to do. If you have all the information that, you know, you can provide me with, we can work together and put these letters together. Um, I am experienced in, you know, writing uh, these letters, you know, to government officials. So I think your story is going to reach out to all America because, like the brother said, even in prison, you have rights right. under the Constitution um, of the United States, you know, of America. You have, he still had rights. And those rights were infringed upon, you know, based on what you were saying. It was a wrongful death. 
not only was it a wrongful death, it was a wrongful arrest. So we can get together, um, talk, you know, within the next coming weeks and, you know, start putting together this process that needs to start because this information has to get out into the public so other families will understand that their loved ones also had rights. And I would also like to say to the family that this is a time for you to be strong. This is a time for you to really understand what has happened to your to your brother was unlawful. It was not only unlawful, it was, in, it was ingested, it was unjust. So we need to get together and put this information out there. And, you know, in this time of, you know, I know it's going to be hard, but you have to be strong. You have to be, um, you have to be, you know, willing, you know, to go the extra mile and get this information out there and get the justice that your family seeks. And we can do that, you know, and my advice as a social worker, you know, is to dry your tears up and put your 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 armor of God on and let's fight this war because this is a war that is going on in the prison system when it's dealing with the COVID-19 virus and the states have have been really lagging behind on what they are doing in the prison system as far as protecting the inmates and once again they have rights in the system regardless of what their crime was they still have rights under the constitution so the key is are you going to fight? Because that's yeah. what it's going to take. You're yeah. in a country where people who look like a certain thing can shoot off a school or a church and they give him a Burger King ride before they take him to serve, before they take him to jail. And then you're in the same country that will kill somebody who looked like you for a police traffic stop. But what I've learned, defeating them, because they love, they've been trying to throw me in prison for the longest, but they always lose because I found the secret that they got to follow the rules that they established. So you dry them tears up, and you remember his his legacy, and you look at them beautiful children that he has made, not just the ones you had or whatever ones he's had, and you look at the effect that he's created on that community and how that community loved him, and you let that community rally around them. You let them write stories, and you fight someone who is weaker than you. There's a reason they need weapons and 16 cars every time they get behind you because they are weaker than you. So now if the pen is mightier than the sword, you get angry, you stay focused, you stay sharp, and you put your paperwork together because the pen is mightier than the sword. And we pray that your family comes together and have love, and that you pray that your family comes together and love on them children, and you keep his legacy going, and you tell them children, your dad wasn't just some gangbanger. Your dad wasn't just some drug dealer. He had the people in the city and the community loving on each other, and he was a community organizer, and that's your legacy, son and daughter, and that you can be great in this, and we're going to fight to continue that for him. Because not it ain't all about money, but guess what? You are worth money. You have melanin, and melanin is more valuable than gold. So you owe me for taking this precious life away from these children that needed to see their father. In whatever situation it happens to be in. So you're going to do things in two ways. Number one, you're going to apologize. Number two, you're going to take care of the equity that's connected to that man's legacy and that man's life because he is related, again, to the Tuskegee Airmen who's won every war America's ever fought. He's related to the people who has invented everything that has made America great. And you have stated that you got rules that you're going to follow and you didn't follow them. So now the poppers got to come to the head. We have been hidden in your prison cells for too long now. And now you say you're going to follow some rules. Here goes some papers paperwork through your legal system, follow them. It's called the administrative process. We love you, and we bless your family. 
Glory to God. You see, so so how 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 do you feel that you're hearing some of these things now? I feel good. I feel okay. good. It's and become, I'm ready. I'm ready to start the pen and paper. I'm ready. I'm not gonna give okay. up. I'm gonna fight for justice for my brother to my last breath. I'm gonna do it. I got to do it. Well, tell the people some more about your brother. Let's talk about him. Glory to God. Andrew was a good person. He had a good heart. He loved the elder people. You cannot disrespect nobody that's older. He loved the elder people. He loved the kids. I'm out here giving his shirt off his back if you ask for it. That's just a with a tumor. I always called him one eye Toby. That's why his eye like that. And he was still. He learned how to talk to everything. He's through sign
15 years to share with a $15,000 fine. That was in 2014 when he went to first when he went to court the first time. The second time when we decided to go back to court and get him back that time, they gave him um they charged him with um wait a minute. Uh, they charged him with possession of marijuana guilty. That's count one. Count two, they charged him with possession of marijuana less than an ounce. ENT. Count three, gang activity guilty. So they gave him possession with they gave him eight years of possession of marijuana, eight years. Gang activity, they gave him twenty years probation. They said that he would have to do thirty two months after eight years, which my brother served more than thirty two months after eight years for possession of marijuana less than an ounce. Glory to God. I wish y'all would have gotten in contact with me during that time. We would have beat those cases. You know, you know what? We're going to beat these cases now. And, and and the whole world is going to know the injustices that Georgia is doing. And I'm, and I, you know, I think this ain't nothing but the will of God where we at right now. Uh, uh, Prince Yusha, jump on in there, bro. Yes, sir. Yes. The movie, mm-hmm. the movie I was speaking of, ladies, is called Hidden Figures. I want you to watch that movie, and we're on our way out of the show. But I want you to watch that movie to see the strength of black women. Let me let me say that to you. There is nothing like you, and there is nothing like us. And there's a purpose on why they hide you in a prison cell, and they hide me in a prison cell. There's a reason on why there's strain on our relationships. Because when we work together, we are dynamic and diabolical and unstoppable. So everything is put on our relationships never to work together. So I'm telling you, watch that movie. Be strong. Be encouraged. If you care about what you say you care about, and it's not just some radio show we talk about, then do the work and read the books. It ain't hard. It's simple. This is called, an admin, I'm telling you to look it up. The administrative process is what you need. You have to file a claim because you have damages. Once you file those claims, you show where the things that happened were wrong by the rules and regulations that they state. They have to, by law, make a change in the difference. Look up all the cases that are similar to this case, and you use those to say, see, these things happened there. Y'all did this, and this is what you're supposed to do. These are the damages you must pay because these are the damages that you have done. These are the cases in the state of Georgia that you have overturned concerning these convictions, and you move forward. If you get a fire written inside of you, and you let that fire burn until every drop of what you need to get accomplished gets accomplished. And we thank you all for coming on the show. Sir, we still at the 30-minute mark on the show? Okay, we have 10 minutes left, and I wanted them to come in and say anything that they want to say to the people right now. Yes, sir. I want the family to come in and say whatever they want to say to the people right now. You have 10 minutes. Yes, sir. So get it together. Get the work done. Get the people together, all the people you can find, and you make the narrative about his life. Now, family, if there's anything else you all would like to say, we got the time and opportunity now to explain or talk about the love that you have for your family member. We just want justice. We want justice. And I want the social worker to get my number so she can call me so I can can start this. I want to, you know, I want to get on the ball with this. I don't want to, I don't want the next family to fall like the, the, 
system failed us. Sure. I, I want I want it done now. You know, I want to get on the ball now. Whatever it takes, I want to do it now. What well, happened to somebody mm-hmm. else? We most definitely gonna we most definitely gonna do that. And as far as uh, you know, I'll be getting in contact from for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference is concerned. We'll be looking into the case, and we'll we'll start working on the case. And uh, Catherine, she has something she wanted to say to you. Yes, sister. Um, I'll get your number and everything. But I want to say that we also have to look at the fact of the damages that have been done to the children. Um, yes. Doing death, children. You know, they display so 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 many um, emotions. You know, that are hidden. And that's really a main cause of things like suicide, um, overeating, um, getting involved in, you know, activities. But what I want to say is that we are really going to stress the fact that children suffer the most damages when their parents are taken away from them. And this state has done a horrific, horrific damage to these children because of the injustices. And we're going to really be stressing that because children are always the last ones that are mentioned, you know, during times of, you know, when their parents are, are, are taken away from them in such a way. So we're going to get on it. Um, we're going to get everything uh, moving. Um, I'm very, you know, diligent at, you know, the things that I do when it comes to fighting for for the injustices. So I'm going to be there for you to the end. So um, I'm here if you just want to call me and talk sometime, I'll get you my number. And um, we're going to be spending a lot of time together, you know, getting this process started. And I assure you that I'm not going to stop until we get answers, you know, from this justice system. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Do we do we have do we have the the the, the mother of the children on the line? Boo. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Tell the people whatever you want to tell them right now. Well, Tommy, he was a good person, and he did love his boys, and his boys did love him. Um, when we uh, used to talk to him in prison and stuff, he was hard on the COVID-19. He didn't even want me to let his son go out, play, or anything, because he was like, the COVID-19 is very serious. And he was like, um, he didn't want, you know, he didn't want them to catch it. He didn't want me to catch it. So I was like, you know, we quarantine, We stay we stay in the house. And he was like, that's what I do, too. He said, I don't even go out. He said, I don't go around nobody or anything like that. Mm. So um, when his uh, mother had caught it, he, he was like, he was sad, you know, he and that just really, sure enough, opened up his eyes to just stay to himself. So when they, they say he had COVID-19, it was hard. I was like, darn. I was like, only thing he was talking about to me was, you know, stay, stay quarantined, stay away from people. And I was like, that's what he told me he was doing, too. Like, he he would stay in his room. He barely even went out to eat or anything like that. Uh, it was just yeah, but, crazy to me. Yeah, but inside of inside of penitentiary, which I I've been inside the penitentiary, I I know it's it's close it's it's close quarters, and you 
you you you have contact, you know, and if they're not sterilizing the place, they're not cleaning the place that they should. They're not they're not they're not doing the things that should be done. You know, it's very easy. You know, right now all of the prisons are going through the same thing. It's spreading like wildfire on the inside of, of the prison system. So that's another thing that we'll address on a on a nationwide level. We'll, we'll address that. You know, we'll address those problems. But go Can ahead, I say my sister. Real quick? Um, go ahead. My mom, my mom was diagnosed with COVID nineteen on um, August the um, what August um, the twenty first. My mom stayed in the hospital for twenty four days. She was on a ventilator twenty four days. My mom worked at Pratt Moe Hospital. My mom is a nurse. And mm-hmm. around March, in March, my brother called home, Toby called home, Kendra called home, and he said, you tell mama something happened to me, you make sure that she gets something done about it. Because they sent 24 people down there to Dodge State Prison with COVID-19 to be quarantined. So they what? Yes, yeah, 24. 24. 24. 24 inmates down there to be quarantined. And he said, Tip, that's not right. Why they sending all these people down here with COVID-19? They sent 24 inmates down there to be quarantined at Dark State Prison in March. Oh, we definitely got to look into that. We definitely got to look into that. Because that what they did, they brought the virus into the prison. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Okay. Well, if you can, sister, um, start putting together a narrative um, of what happened um, as best that you can remember. As best that you can remember, um, dates are very important. So you know, just start a narrative. So when we get together, you know, we'll have a working point. Yes, ma'am. And those are called those are called affidavits. An affidavit yeah. ain't nothing but a letter. Writing down what you was true to you to the best of your knowledge, and you go get that notarized. Then okay. you go down to the courthouse or the clerk's the clerk of court that the notary was notarized with, and you go find out, hey, is this notary notarized? Is this a real notary? They'll give that. They'll give. They'll say yes. We notarized that notary. You got your paperwork notarized from, and they'll certify that. That then proves whatever you writing is the accurate statement from your heart to the best of your knowledge that has been documented by a court judge clerk or something called a notary. If you look up what a notary is, a notary is equal to a judge. So when she's saying put together your narrative, that means everything you're saying right now, you need to be writing down. You need to take time out and remember everything you can. If you can get a phone worker to when you had that conversation, you are proving this is this, this is this, this, this is this, and this is this. Okay, you have phone records. You have the phone records. We talk every day. I got everything. All the pictures. Well then, you you are halfway in the game. Now you need statements about his character and the, and the people of the community. Now you need statements from the mother of how what kind of father he was, because they're going to always paint the narrative that you some black male and you just the neg- they what they call it was uh, uh, super predators. That's why I don't have no love for Mr. Biden and Mrs. Clinton. They called us a super predators and start throwing us in prison cells in the nineties with this uh, fight against the drug war, this fake drug war. But anyway. You must defeat them through paperwork. They ain't trying to hear nothing. There's two things they care about, paperwork and money. That's where you get them at. 
All the Black Lives Matter marching is funny, and it looks great, but what Martin Luther King did that was powerful was to stop giving the money when they didn't get on the buses, when they boycotted. That's where the power came in. So I'm saying to you that you are on time, and you are on tap, and you need to stay motivated. Hidden figures need to be seen ten times between you sisters, and if you can get some brothers in there, hey, y'all get together. Let us write this up. First of all, what are the rules of COVID-19 that your prison system put together? They must post them. What are the rules, number one? Okay, number two, what are the rules about cleanliness in the prisons? All right. Number three, did you break any of those rules? Of course they broke them rules. You got proof they sent all them brothers down there and didn't create a quarantine situation between them brothers, and they could have affected the whole prison, and you got evidence of it. Notify all of that. Notarize all of that. Now you have rules and regulations they were supposed to follow, places where they didn't follow them, and damages. These are the three three things that hold together what they call a lawsuit, because all of it is is a lawsuit. Even okay. when you go to jail, the city is doing it. Minutes left. We got five minutes left, and I want us to uh, I want us to end out this show with prayer, and uh, and I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask Sister Catherine to mm-hmm. pray a short prayer, and then I'm going to uh, pray us out. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let us all just put in our hearts, you know, the power that we have as a people together and pray that God will strengthen us through everything that we have to do, through everything that is going on in our lives today, that he give us the power and the strength and we'll give him the glory. We'll give him all the glory. And uh, let this be the will of God that we work together to solve these injustice issues that we are fighting today. Every day, every day, it's an injustice. If we don't speak up, then we are consenting to what is going on in our lives today. We don't want to consent. We want to fight. We want to be able to, you know, love, you know, what God has for us to do. We want to be able to understand that, Everything is God's will. This is the will of God that we fight for the injustices that are given to us today. In God's name, we all pray and we all say amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, you have heard, you have heard, you have heard our cry. You have heard this family. Father, right now, we put this in your hand. We give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. And Father God, right now, we ask you to move on our behalf. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, and thank God. All right, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Do you have anything to share? Last word, my sister? No, thank y'all, and I love y'all. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, we're going to be getting in contact with you after after this uh, broadcast is over. Uh, anybody else have any last words? We have about uh, about two minutes left. No, just keep fighting. You can't lose until until you quit. Nothing beat a failure, but but uh, uh, trying. You try. You be diligent. You work at it. You don't lose. We love you. We thank you. Amen. My sister, you you have anything to say? We have 90 seconds left. No, sir. 
All right, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and this is a real case, and we're going and we're going to see real results. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Signing off. Peace and blessings.